We're talking with Barry Morishita, the leader of the Alberta Party, trying to find out exactly what we can expect to see from them heading into uh, an election that we expect, well, we know, is going to be happening in the spring of 2023. Uh, Barry, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us today. Oh, thank you, Shay, and uh, Happy New Year to you. Yeah, same to you. Um, Taking a look, you're still relatively new to the role, but you've been around for a while, so... When you're taking a look at the Alberta Party, what have you identified as as the goals of the party as you get started here? Well, you know, the the goals have have always been the same in terms of how, uh, you know, the party wants to be able to be government. We want to be able to run the province of Alberta because we think we have a a better plan to do that. Um, In the interim and the mechanical parts of it, I mean, we, you know, we're organizing, we've got uh, CAs to set up, we've got candidates to recruit, and uh, a lot of people interested. Um, Fundraising to do, we're getting all of the work work done and uh we're going to be a force in uh, 17 months when the election comes around that's for sure and barry we'll get into the mechanics and everything first in a moment but first i want to go back to what i think for me has always been the the central question around the alberta party because I w- as i was saying earlier it seems to me that most albertans are centrists and not it's it's not possible to put all albertans into the left or the right i think most people are a little closer to the middle than that but for whatever reason the Alberta Party hasn't really made a lot of grounds in this area, although it seems to me that there's an appetite for it. Um, how big of a factor is that? Is that the overriding consideration of the Alberta Party, is how do we capitalize on what most people seem to think is available to your party in Alberta? You know, I, I think that's a good point. It's hard to, you know, make good governance and practical decision-making sexy. It's a lot easier, as we've seen in the past couple of years, for party leaders and and to gain power by using fear and distraction to make their points but the fact is the Alberta party yeah that's what we do we we we're well about pragmatic practical government it's uh it's not exciting because it's it's really basic good work and mm-hmm. that's what we're about now we do that is the message we have to get people to understand and to consider the Alberta party as something they want in uh, for a government, that type of decision making, that type of leadership, and you know we're just going to work hard and get that message across. It, it's been there in the past. Uh, I think there's a lot of possibilities. The conversation keeps turning to uh, you know what would we do, how would we do it, and our message is resonating with people. Um, how do you do that, Barry? How do you go about getting that message out to a broader audience? Because that seems to have been an issue. Yeah, you know, I, you know, it, it's it's hard work. First of all, Shay, you got to you got to get on the ground. You got to be prepared to have a lot of small meetings and and convince people that um, that first of all, the Alberta Party is prepared, and that I'm prepared as a leader to to be able to deliver on those uh, governance questions. So that's number one. You just keep traveling this province, and we're going to be doing that for the next 17 months without stopping. Uh, and then, you know, as those uh, the momentum builds, you'll see that happening. COVID obviously gets in the way a little bit. We can't have any larger events, but everybody has to work with the same thing. So I think it's just a one-on-one hard work. And uh, uh, I think I think over time, you'll see people come on board, people that have some, uh, you know, sway in their community. Our candidates certainly that have approached us to this point certainly do. And I think all of that combined will, will build a groundswell of support. It's a uh, good Good politics and and good campaigning isn't uh, difficult difficult in the sense of understanding it, 
what it is is difficult. It's just a lot of work, and we're prepared to do that. I'm certainly prepared to do that. In terms of, like you say, uh, you know, the mechanics and making sure that the party is ready to go, you got, well, let's call it a year and a half, not quite. Um, not a lot of time in politics to make sure that you're, because you want to start your campaign well in advance. Um, how close to election ready is the Alberta Party? How much work has to be done? Oh, you know, there's a lot of work to be done, uh, you know, and, and in 17 months, a lot can happen. And so, you know, we have uh, we have all the basic things to do that everybody else does. Good, good candidates in place. Make sure we have a, a good platform ready to go. Um, make sure we have money in the bank. And all of those things are happening concurrently uh, in a really, uh, really good, positive way so far. Um, Barry, let's just go through some of the issues that um, have been confronting or you know, uh, causing problems for not just Alberta politicians, but politicians around the world. First and foremost, of course, is COVID. Uh, tripped up many a politician. Um, as you sit back and watch the way it's played out or here and uh, in other provinces and across the country and around the world, um, how would you, as leader of the Alberta Party, try and tackle the situation we find ourselves in with COVID? Well, you know, it, it's uh, it's certainly a difficult situation, and I feel for a lot of leaders out there. Uh, I was uh, the mayor of Brooks while it was going on here. But I think the key things uh, are highlighting is, is information and transparency. You know, when Brooks, uh, Brooks had the highest uh, outbreak per capita in all of North America, around 4,400 at its peak, one of the things that we made a decision on very early was to give people the information as quickly as we could uh, determine it and stay on top of it 24-7 and then count on people to make good decisions. Uh, I think that's one of the things that people feel a little bit that's been lacking is uh, they don't feel they have all the information. Albertans are smart people and they make good decisions. And I think one of the things that we could have done a lot better was to give them all the information and, and allow them to make good choices as time went on. Um, no one could predict all the changes, but certainly the science that was uh, being talked about um, leading up to these waves uh, certainly was there, and I think there were some things to be gathered by that. And then lastly, I think one of the things the Alberta Party would have done a lot different than what's happening, we would have worked with every group in the legislature. Uh, this is a, a, an issue that affected every single one of us. And uh, it seems that, you know, there comes a time when we have to do what we're supposed to do, which is work for Albertans. And I think that's where you would have seen uh, my leadership differently and the Alberta Party approach this significantly different. I think one of the issues for leaders, uh, no matter where they are, is how um, heavy-handed they wanted to be when it came to vaccination pushes. Uh, you know, um, you take a look at the way that our province did it, pretty light. Took a long time to come up with any sort of vaccine mandate, even though we don't call it that. Um, other provinces brought it in a lot quicker. There, you know, we've seen different mandates from the federal government in terms of uh, federally regulated industry. Where are you in terms of mandating that people be vaccinated? And would you have been quicker and stronger, or laxer and looser? You know, I, I think we we would have been quicker uh, on them relative to certainly what Alberta did. I think. The science was telling us that vaccination was going to dampen the effects on our hospitals, our healthcare system, and ICUs. And I think there, there needed to be a stronger push for that. However, again, as I said in my first comments, if we'd have allowed Albertans all of the information, seamless actually got to show them the modeling that Alberta Health Services and the public health office were looking at so that people could determine their a good course of action, I think people would have been more prepared 
uh, to deal with that and to make those decisions on their own. When you withhold the information and people aren't sure of what the process is or what the future holds, very difficult to make decisions personally. And and vaccines and all of those things are very personal decisions. Um, But uh, with the proper information, I have faith that Albertans would have been on board earlier and stronger had they been privy to all of that modeling that was kept from us. Of course, the, the whole discussion has been around protecting our healthcare system over and over and over. And healthcare, you know, I've been doing this for 25 years and it's, and long before me, it's been an issue and it's always a friction point whenever we're talking about politics in, you know, not just Alberta, but everywhere in this country is the healthcare system. Um, Conservative governments have had a crack at it. The NDP's had a crack at it. Now we're in a situation where a lot of people are saying, clearly, there are issues with our healthcare system. You can point to EMS and ambulances all throughout the system. There's all kinds of pressure points and all kinds of problems. Would the Alberta Party, do you have a plan to finally address the ongoing and never-ending issues around healthcare in Alberta? Yeah, you know, I, I think our, 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 our approach is significantly different. Uh, and this isn't something that hasn't been brought up before. You know, back, uh, Richard Starkey was, was charged with doing a rural health care uh, study and some recommendations, made some great recommendations. I think the system needs to be decentralized to a degree. Uh, EMS and dispatch, we've, we've heard those issues where we've taken good systems where we've had good partners and we've dissolved them for the sake of control um, without a lot of evidence, I would say, that points to a better, more efficient system. I think that happens in rural areas as well. Uh, I think the, you know, kind of the one-size-fits-all approach of, of a large organization is difficult to be effective at the local level. And I think that's one of the primary differences the the Alberta Party would make, is we would be advocating for stronger local representation and local uh, involvement in those decisions. And that means you have to decentralize and, and, and let go of some control, but we have to trust people to do a good job. The other thing, too, I think that the Alberta Party would look at very seriously is the idea that, you know, if you invest some money in the preventative measures that uh, prevent people from being in emergency, prevent people from ending up in acute care, prevent people from being in long-term care, that your dollar is very well spent. And again, this isn't something that you can just stamp on the system. There are lots of, uh, I've been around this province all over the place for the last four years, and I can tell you there are some significant uh, resources out there, and there are also some great opportunities to take advantage in local areas in order to reduce that but if we don't decentralize to a degree if we don't give up some control at the head office so to speak uh, we won't be able to enact them the alberta party would do that um one of the issues that we face in this province of course is we're heavily reliant on natural resources oil and gas primarily and they're going great guns right now and i mean i mean we see what happens to our deficit and our bottom line it's a big big game changer we also know there's increasing pressure from around the world about transitional economies and moving away from fossil fuels how would you as leader of the alberta party navigate those two worlds specifically um with you know, supporting the industry while acknowledging that things are changing and the relationship that we have with Ottawa, which seems to be a lot farther down the road than people in Alberta are. So, you know, that that is something that's a challenge for Alberta, for sure. I like, first of all, I want to make sure that we're thanking our oil and gas industry that it's, that's here in Alberta today. I mean, I heard your uh, weather forecast minus 30 oh, today. Crazy. It's, it's, 
just terrible. I think we got down to minus 40 here a couple of days ago down in Brooks. And so I want to thank them because they're doing great work keeping us safe, keeping us warm, and, and allowing us to enjoy the holiday time. But that being said, I think one of the things we need to do is we've got to look, we do have to look forward in the energy field as a whole. And we have to quit spending time debating uh, individual pipelines and such. Uh, Alberta has the talent and the technology to, to lead a transition into, uh, into another energy future. Now, that doesn't mean that oil and gas disappears because it clearly won't. And no matter what we hear, the far kind of uh, sound, you know, you know, shut the tap off, stop tomorrow. We know that's not possible, yeah. certainly not possible where we live. So we need to quit burying ourselves in that conversation and kind of throwing red meat at it uh, in order to make ourselves look good. What we need to do is we need to take the talent and take the innovation and the entrepreneurship that exists in Alberta today and help l- get us to where we're leading in energy transition, the so-called transition, which is things like hydrogen, waste to energy, uh, carbon capture, um, uh, micro-generation technology. There's all kinds of things that are out there. And uh, the province uh, as a whole has to be leading that in the sense of making sure regulations suit, making sure investment can come here, um, and allowing the talent that exists here to, to lead us and take us where we need to go. But we seem to be inclined more to debate the past instead of talking about the future. And the past isn't disappearing. What our resources provide us will continue to provide for us for a long time to come. You, know, you mentioned a couple of things there, and, and key to this whole discussion is how you approach it and the stance that you take. And you mentioned red meat and things there, and there's no doubt our Premier campaigned on fighting for Alberta. And uh, it's page one in the Alberta politician playbook is blame Ottawa, fight with Ottawa. I mean, that goes back before, you know, my time, certainly. Sounds like maybe you'd have a different approach and that let's just point fingers and yell and scream, you know, uh, across the prairies is not the approach that the Alberta party would take? No, I mean, you know, certainly we're going to stand up for Alberta. There's no doubt about where the uh, our, our interests are or my interests would be as premier. They are to make sure the province of Alberta is is well taken care of. Its people have the opportunity to have success. That being said, we've we've had success. We Alberta has led this country in a number of areas over the last, you know, 30, 40 years. And if you looked at what made us successful, it was that we earned respect and uh, we received respect. And when we did that and we led things in the constitutional talks, when we talked about leading the provinces to get uh, better uh, money through health care, we had... Premiers that gathered up uh, the consensus around the table. And let's face facts, generally speaking, we know what's if we work together, we do better. And that's what we need to get back to. You know, everyone wants to play politics with the issues of Alberta and Ottawa. Ottawa does it too. And I, I don't like it any more than I like it here. The fact is, is that Alberta can be the leader, and we have to show that we can. And so we need to get away from the rhetoric we need to get down to the substance of what's going to make this province stronger, make it put it put our people in a better position to be successful. And when we do that, we will bring other provinces with us. I think there's, again, no magic formula. You gather up the people around the table that are with you, and you listen to them, you understand them, and then you get them to hear you and understand you in a respectful way. And I believe progress will be made. 
Barry, I appreciate your time today. Um, I wish you a happy new year, and we'll follow the progress as we get closer and closer to the next election. Thank you. Same to you, Shay. Enjoy 2022. Thanks very much, sir.